Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Be delighted this holiday season at Ice and Lights, the winter village at Cameron Run. Just minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Stroll through the park and enjoy winter photo ops, light displays, hot chocolate, and a warm treat. The winter village offers playtime for the entire family. Extend the magic of the holidays by visiting early, starting November 17th. Get your tickets now at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. You're about to receive a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Center, One Church in Global Locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Christian Center, visit our website at www.harvestcc.me. And remember to love God, love people, and love life. Home, lift your hand, put something in the air like you do care. Let's make our confession of faith together. I am unconditionally loved by God and that harvest. I come to God as I am, but I won't stay as I am because the life-giving message I'll receive will make me more like the great I am. I'm on 10 and I win in Jesus' name. Remain standing. I want you to go uh, to this scripture. Go to 1 Samuel chapter 2, 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse number 30. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse number 30. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse number 30. Hallelujah. Now, in case you don't know, when we say I'm on 10, it is God's desire that this year you experience the best of the best. Best of the best people, places, things, and ideas. Somebody say, I'm done with the rest. I'm ready for the best. Uh huh. That's why for the first several months of this year, you've been through some tremendous turmoil. That turmoil was to shake you loose of the rest. Whenever a counterfeit and the real thing are next to one another, you won't be able to distinguish the two. So, so sometimes you got to go through some turmoil to shake it. Watch this. 1 Samuel 2.30, it says, Wherefore the Lord God of Israel says, he says, I said indeed that your house and the house of your father would walk uh, before me forever. But now says the Lord says, far be it from me for those who honor me. What's the next part? I will honor. Now, now look at me. God says, if you honor me, I got you. Now, I know somebody's like, Bishop, that seems real simple. No, 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 no. I need you to understand this. God says, if you honor me with your human ways, watch this, with your natural ways, I'm going to honor you in a supernatural way. Bishop, how do you know that? Because our God is a natural. He's supernatural. Well, that's the verse. He says, far be it for me for those who honor me, I will honor and those who despise me will be lightly esteemed. In other words, God says, listen, uh, you're going to need to put some respect on my name. <laughs> it's real quiet at the 915. Don't get quiet on me. Uh, uh, look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, God made a promise. If you put respect on his name, he'll put it on yours. 
Father, for these next few moments, I pray that you would give me the ability to truncate this great revelation that you want to speak into our house today. I pray, Father, that I would decrease, that you would increase, Father. Speak to us now with clarity. Taylor, may customize this word for us, your people, that we would see great things manifest in our life. You made a promise that if we honored you, that you would honor us. We made, you made us a promise if we gave you our natural honor, that you would do what you do, which is give your supernatural honor, which means when people look at what's happening in our lives, they'll say, how is that? possible how is that probable well one word did it and it's called honor one phrase did it it's called I put some respect on his name and he put some on mine speak today in Jesus name we pray somebody shout hallelujah you can be seated in the presence of the Lord. We are in a series now that we started a few weeks ago called American Idols to demolish some misinformation and misunderstandings about God's word and today I want to teach you how to put some respect on his name say put respect on his name. Now, in case you're not familiar with that, that's a pop culture phrase. A, a particular uh, artist, musical artist, he was talking to somebody and he didn't like the way they were talking to him. And so he said, you're going to need to put some respect on my name is how he said it. But I want to at least give us some appropriate English. So would you look at the neighbor and say, put respect on his name. Now watch this, this phrase put respect on his name is simply a euphemism for honor. And honor is biblically synonymous with fear, not in a negative way, but in a reverential way. In other words, God says, do you honor me? Do you respect me? Do you fear me? Because if you do, then I'll make sure that the same happens for you. Often in our life, we want the things around us to change with never changing the theme or the way we think. So you want things to change, but you haven't changed your theme. And if things change and you have the same old thing theme, new things will become old things. You missed it. You missed it. You want the things around you to change, but you haven't changed the theme of your life. You haven't changed the way you think. So watch this. If things change, you say, if I get a new house, if I get a new car, if I get a new relationship, if I get this, if I get that, but you have the same old theme, you'll make something new, something old. You'll turn a blessing and make it a curse. You'll turn something great and make it something grievous because you did not change your theme. Watch this, which brings me to my first point. The things in your life match the theme of your life. Okay? A lot of folk complain about the circumstances and situations they're in, not realizing that it simply matches the theme of your life. Now, I'm going to make it make sense in a moment. In the context of this message, there are two basic themes of life. One is honor. The other is dishonor. Say honor. And dishonor. Come on, don't get quiet on me. Say honor. Say dishonor. Now, the theme of your life is powerful. Now, uh, I, let me show this to you. There are three levels of authority that are available to a Christian. Say three levels of authority. Now, a lot of times you get in folks and they get real weird and spooky when it talks about authority and spiritual authority. And it's really simple. There are only three levels of power. Say three levels of power. Say three levels of authority. Now, now watch this. The first level of authority or power is the name of Jesus. Philippians 2.9 says, therefore God has also highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. Say, put some respect on that name. Uh, that's why the Jews wouldn't even utter the name of the Lord uh, because they knew that that name had power. They knew that when they called on that name, stuff would shift. They knew that when they called on that name, stuff would change. That's why if you grew up in a house where you had a mother and father that served the Lord, uh, sometimes when they got so stressed out, they didn't cuss, they called his name. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Uh, say there's power in that name. Uh, how Philippians 2.9 says God has exalted him and given him the name that's above every name. It's bigger than cancer. It's bigger than sickness. It's bigger than death. It's bigger than depression. It's bigger than your generational curses. It's bigger than your family drama. But there, watch this. His name is more powerful than any name that can be named, but there's something more powerful than that. Say, what is it, Bishop? 
Here's the second level of power, his word. Now, most Christians stop at his name, and so they never tap into a level of authority or power in life greater than where they are, which is why they keep going in circles. But I prophesy and speak it into your life that your days of going in circles are over. Touch your neighbor, say, I'm sick of circles. That was the wrong neighbor. Tell the other one, say, I'm sick of circles. See, a circle means it looks like I'm making progress, looks like I'm moving forward, to only see myself going through the same drama, the same mess, the same issues over and over and over again. Oh, but I think there's some people in here that say, ain't nobody got time for that. I'm sick of circles. Watch this, watch this. So, so to get out of the circle, you got to get to another level of authority or power because you cannot solve problems at the same level of intellect or power that created them. This is the reason why whenever you have a bad customer service experience, you elevate the level of power. And what do you say? Escalate the call to a supervisor. You're not hearing me. Which means if you keep trying to solve your issues at his name, you're going to keep going in circles because there's another level of power to which you can escalate to. Mr. Foreman, what do you mean? Uh, Psalm 138.2 says this. I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. Here's the last part of the verse. For you have magnified your word above, watch this, all your name. Now, you need to know God is not God's name. God is a title. God comes from a 6th century word, a Germanic term, the word gudan, which simply means source or deity. God's name is Yad-Heh-Wav-Heh in Hebrew, Yahweh in short, and Jehovah in English. Watch this. He says, above all of your name, you made your word. Now, touch your neighbor and say, he's got a lot of names. Uh Yeah, he is Jehovah Nisi. He is El Shaddai. He is Elohim. He is Emmanuel. He is Jehovah Jireh. That means the Lord, my provider. He is Jehovah Shalom. That means the Lord, my peace. He is Jehovah Roha, the Lord, my shepherd. But he says, more important than my name is my word. Watch this. Say, that's the next level of power. Say, that's the next level of power. Now, now, here's what you need to say. Here's what you need to say. A lot of Christians get stuck. I'm just calling on Jesus. Jesus said, what did I say? Parents, you ever had your kids run back to you and they call in your name, mama, mama, daddy, daddy. And your response to them was, what? Because you were thinking to yourself, why haven't you done what I said? Y'all not saying nothing. Some of y'all are mad at God right now because you've been calling his name, but you ain't done what he said. Y'all not saying nothing. Just your neighbor say, what does the word say? See, you're tripping over finances, but since you're a giver, the book says that he'll make all goodness abound toward you. You're tripping over finances, but he says, and my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Just your neighbor say, what you're tripping for? Rather than calling on his name, if I do what he said, I've tapped into another level of authority. I've tapped into another level of power. Which means, watch this, I won't just have to call on his name because I do what he said. I won't need a miracle because I walk in the blessing. I want to preach to some people that say, I'm tired of needing miracles. Because a miracle means you got a mess on your hands. But when you walk in the blessing, you ain't got to walk in that mess. Just your neighbor say, I'm sick of needing miracles. I want to walk in the blessing. That's the wrong neighbor. Rock that neighbor. Rock him and shake him and shake him and rock him and say, I want to walk in the blessing. Watch this. First level of power is his 
name. Second level of power is his word. But watch this now. More powerful than his word in your life. There are two types of words. Watch this. The first is logos. That's his written word. Say, what did he write? Come on, talk to me. Say, what did he write? God is not trying to be mysterious. So church folks, stop saying the Lord works in mysterious ways. You a lie. He works in different ways, not mysterious ways. Bishop, how do you know they're not mysterious? He wrote a book. You don't write a book if you're trying to keep secrets. Y'all not saying nothing. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. So there's logo. Say the written word. Okay. Which means, watch this. If, if, if I got a trouble, if I got a problem, I find what he wrote about it. And then what he wrote about it is bigger than what I'm going, what's going on in my life. Yeah, y'all not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, what did he say? See, you said, well, Bishop, the doctor said, I know what the doctor said. And we thank God for the doctor. But what did he say? He said, with my stripes. They didn't beat him for nothing. They beat him so you could stand up 2,000 years later and say, I ain't got to be sick. I'm not going out like this. I ain't got to be depressed. I ain't got to be He said, he said now, he said now, he said, what did I say about it? Y'all not saying nothing. He said, Bishop, I just feel like I'm always losing, like I'm under tail. What did he say? He said, if you'll honor me, I'll make you the head and not the tail. You trying to be the head, but you're stuck at the tail because you won't do what he said. Y'all, 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 it's quiet in here, yeah. But, 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 but say there's something more powerful than his word in my life it's the theme of your life now 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 some of you saying bishop what in the world are you talking about mark 7 13 says this this is jesus speaking he says you make now now what's the first level of power his name what does psalm say is magnified above all his name his word watch this watch this watch this last one mark 7 13 Jesus says, you make my word, what's the word? Second level of power. You make it of no effect. You blaming me for what's going on in your life. But the problem, watch this, is your tradition that you got from your mama. Y'all, y'all not, y'all not saying nothing. It's your tradition you got from your daddy. It's your generational curses you got from the folk. But I'm not saying nothing. Touch your neighbor and say, what's in your hand? He says, you make the word of a God of no effect. Now, notice he didn't say it wasn't effective. He just said it's of no effect for you. Through your traditions which you have handed down. Watch this. And he said, in case you didn't know, it's a lot of stuff you do like that, but somebody today. Touch your neighbor say, I'm tapping into that third level of power today. Yeah, I got a great, you've been saved too long to still be on his name. You've been a Christian too long to still be stuck at his word. High five your neighbor say, it's maturity time. Say, it's time to grow up. Yeah, and that's the third level of power. Watch it now. That word tradition is the word paradosis in the Greek language of our New Testament, which means your rituals. It means your habits. Watch this. Your theme. Say theme. Now, a habit is an unconscious routine behavior. Your brain stops working and it goes on autopilot until somebody points it out. Say it's a theme. 
What's the theme of your life? There's only two, honor or dishonor. See, maybe you grew up and watched your mother dishonor men. Got quiet. Maybe you watched your father dishonor women. So now watch this. It's been handed down to you. So you don't respect nobody because you were never taught to respect nobody. Y'all ain't, ain't going to send it to me. So, so because they didn't go to church, it's been handed down to you. Well, it's no big deal. But it is a big deal because the scripture says, Jesus says, don't forsake, uh, Hebrew says, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Luke says that Jesus didn't miss church. Doesn't even say, what have you been handed? What have you been handed? Yeah, see, some of the stuff you're dealing with ain't from folk you've even met. I want to preach now. That's why the scripture says the sins of the fathers, the previous generations would visit to the third and to the fourth generations, meaning you're dealing with stuff from folk you never even met, but they handed some stuff down to you. And I came to tell somebody, touch your name and say, empty your hands. No, y'all ain't saying nothing today. Touch your name and say, empty your hands. There's some stuff you've been holding on to that's ritualistic. There's some bad habits you've been holding on to. There's some bad things you've been holding on to. Touch your neighbor and say, empty your hands now. There's a reason why if you ever get into a situation with the law, they say, drop what's in your hands and put your hands up so we can see them. You think in church you're just doing that to be cute. What you're doing is saying, God, I drop my rituals. I drop my habits. I drop my theme to pick up your theme. That's why Jesus said, not my will, but your will be done. My will got you broke, busted, disgusted, messed up, decked up. But today I declare that's over. Somebody say that's over in my life. Which brings us to the second point. See, the things in your life match the theme of your life. Takes us to the second point. Say honor, honor starts in the heart. In the context of today's message, two themes I want to deal with. First theme is honor. First theme, second theme is dishonor. Say honor, honor. Dishonor. dishonor, dishonor, honor. Come on, nine fifteen. Say honor, honor. Dishonor. Dishonor. dishonor, dishonor, honor. honor. See, see, see. Now you're one of the two. Now look at him. Say which one are you? Got quiet right there. Got super quiet right there. It got super quiet right there. Say, say, say I'm a person of honor. See, but here's point number two. Honor starts in the heart. Say honor starts in the heart. Isaiah 29, 13. Watch this. Wherefore the Lord says, for as much the people draw near me with their mouth, their lips do not, uh, and with their lips they do honor me. Watch this. But they have removed me from their heart. It's far from me. Say it's far from me. Now, look at me, church, which means you can say honor, but not show honor. So God says there is no honor. Okay. He says, he says, but have removed their heart far from me and their fear or honor toward me is taught by the precept of men. He says, the only reason you do it is because you're scared, not because you actually have changed your theme. Let me prove it to you. When you were growing up, did, did, did anybody ever use the threat of hell with you? And watch this, watch this. If you came up in the South, parents like to use this. A disobedient child live half their days. So your whole life, you're like, oh my God, I probably have cut off like 40 years. Don't nobody know what I'm talking about? All right, watch this. Uh, okay, watch this. Everybody threaten you with hell. Listen, listen, you do that? 
God don't like her. You're going to go to hell. And I mean, you're going So you'd act right for a minute because you were scared of hell. Not because you changed your thing. Y'all not saying nothing. Some of y'all are got folks around your life that they're chameleons. They know how to change for a certain amount of time uh, because they fear. But watch this. They never change their thing. What's what, this? What's this? Honor, honor isn't just what you say. Honor is what you do. Somebody say, put some respect on his name. Question, how do you honor God? How do you honor the leaders in your life? How do you honor one another? Now, in this message, I want to focus on honoring God. But realize that honor goes three ways. It's up, lateral, and beneath. It, it, it's vertical, horizontal, and then beneath you. How do you honor God? How do you honor leaders? How do you honor one another? Watch this. How do you honor people that you don't think you need? It's quiet in the church. Now, now say this is important. Say it starts in my heart. See, Matthew 13, uh, 13, 57. I want you to see something because I want you to see how powerful your theme is. Because see, there's stuff you've been praying for that your theme has blocked. But today, oh, I wish I had a church. Somebody say, but today. Matthew 13, 57. It says, so they were offended at him, which means, watch this. I, I, I no longer am offended at people that are offended. In fact, you probably ain't doing it right until you offended somebody. They got offended with Jesus. That's your name to say. So that means they'll have a problem with you at some point. Say And say, stop complaining about that. That's proof you're effective. If you a good supervisor, don't you come down to make them feel good about their mediocrity. You make them come up. Don't you come off of your excellence to make the non-excellent people around you feel comfortable in their mediocrity. Let them be offended. You just go to church. Show do. You just put God first. Show do. You just be giving. Show do. You just be serving. Show do. I don't care if I offend you. I'll be doggone if I try to please you and offend God. Watch this. So they were offended at him. But Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country and in his own house. Which means the number one place dishonor starts is with people closest to you. Preach Bishop Foreman. The easiest people to dishonor are the ones you deal with every day. Y'all not saying nothing. It's easy to dishonor your spouse. Easy to dishonor your children. Easy to dishonor your coworkers because you're around them a lot. So you become desensitized to the uniqueness of them being in your life. Y'all not saying nothing. You don't value and treasure them because you get it all the time. It is kind of like going to a fine dining restaurant all the time. You'll start treating it like it's Mickey D's. Y'all not saying nothing. But would you touch your name and say, put some respect on his name? Yeah, and, say, and put some on mine while you're at it. Oh, I got to finish this. Watch this now. Verse 58, he says, now he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Well, what was their unbelief? Because in the previous verse, he's talking about honor. So how do we get from honor to unbelief? Their dishonor made them doubt. You know why your neighbor doubts God so much? Because they don't honor him. You know why your neighbor don't believe nothing nobody say? Because they don't honor who said it. But today, he said he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Wait a minute. His name, the word. What, what, what? Your theme. 
He said, your theme blocked mighty works. You praying for breakthrough, your theme blocked it. Come on, church. You're praying to come out of your valley. Your theme kept you there. Y'all not saying nothing. You're praying to be financially free and debt free. Your theme, though, kept you where you at. But touch your name and say, but today. Say, that's about to change in about 10 minutes. About 10 minutes. Mark 6 and 3. Let me give you another verse that, that illustrates this principle. Say, honor. Say, it starts in my heart. Say, that's my mind. That's my theme. Mark 6, 3. Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Watch this. To justify their dishonor, they tried to pull him down. He ain't all of that. Ain't that a carpenter? Ain't that Mary's son? Ain't his brother them, James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon them? I saw them at the juke joint the other day. Some of y'all remember the juke joint. Y'all not saying nothing. Okay, watch this. Here's how they do it with you. I remember you when me and you used to do this and that and this and that. And you need to learn how to look at people and say, I remember when I did that too, but let the redeemed of the Lord say, I may have done everything you said that I did, but I am not who you say that I am. Watch this. To dishonor him, they had to disqualify him. I don't want to preach. They had to find holes with him. Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? And are his, not his sisters here with us? Watch this. Here it is again. So they were offended at him. Because he's walking around saying, listen, I'm about to heal. It's about to be miraculous. It's going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. And they said, huh? ain't uh, Stacy Nim, ain't that his sister? Now, if your name is Stacy, I had a lot of names come to my mind, but I had to like try to find a name that I like. I don't know that it's like a harvester's name. So if your name is Stacy, just we love you, Stacy. We just that's the name that I had to work with. I was gonna go to my default name. <laughs> I used it. Was it? What was it? What's this? To dishonor him, they disqualified him. Question: Where have you disqualified God because you were disappointed with His choice? Where have you disqualified God because you were disappointed he didn't block something you thought he should have blocked. He didn't stop something you thought he should have stopped. And you're sitting up disqualifying him to justify your dishonor. I ain't going to church because I'm mad. I ain't praying. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Haven't we all done it? I ain't praying because I'm mad. Okay, I'm the only one? I'm the only one? I'm not doing that. I'm mad, God. I am mad, God. I'm not going to church. I ain't praying. I watch online. That's why we cut it off. <laughs> Not all of them. We cut that one, though. We cut that one, though. I ain't going. I'm mad. I'm hot. And see, and I be giving God everything I'm supposed to be giving God. No, you ain't. But you got to find a way to disqualify him to justify why you dishonor him. It's the same reason folk do with you. You ever been real good to people? Did everything for them? They didn't have a car. You were the RTD for them. When you sit down to eight, you know, they never came with money. You took care of them. Watch this. And you were good to them. You ever been good to somebody? And the moment they wanted to dishonor you, they started to disqualify you. 
So they started finding stuff wrong with you versus saying, well, that was the only one in my corner. Who am I preaching to? You ever been the only one in somebody's corner and then all of a sudden when they don't want to honor you no more, they disqualify you to justify why they dishonor you? Watch this now. I got to finish. But Jesus said to them, a prophet, verse 4, Mark 6, 4, he said, a prophet is not with honor except in his own country, amongst his own relatives, and in his own house. Dishonor starts closest to you. It's easy to dishonor those around you because you feel justified because you know their flaws. You saw them in the car after church when they were speaking in tongues that didn't need no interpretation. And so now you're like, mm-hmm, they're supposed to be a Christian. They are one. Being a Christian doesn't mean I'm perfect. Being a Christian means I'm faithful. So when I knock down or when I fall, I just get right back up. I'm like a bobblehead, baby. If I get knocked back, watch me. Shut your neighbor and say, you're about to bounce back. You're about to bounce back. Yes, sir. Got to finish. Verse 5, now he could do no mighty work there. He's God. I thought God could do the impossible unless your theme is in the way. Now he could do, he, watch this. People say, God, God can do everything except break through your theme. Now he could do no mighty work there. Notice. He, it wasn't that he couldn't do any mighty work. He just couldn't do it for them. But I, look, I dare you to look at your neighbor and say, I'm one of the other ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. He could do no mighty work there, except he laid his hands on a few sick folk and he healed them. Verse 6, and he marveled because of their unbelief. Then he went about the villages in a circuit teaching. Here's what Jesus said. Jesus said, your dishonor of me, your theme, his, his name, what's level, power level number two? Power level number three, your theme. He said, I can't bust through their theme. So everybody's sitting up here praying for me to heal them. I got to a few of them, but I couldn't heal the rest of them because their theme was in the way. And he said, I can't understand why they pray for me to show up and heal them. And when I show up to heal them, they won't put no respect on my name. Touch your neighbor and say, put some respect on his name. The people not seeing mighty works have nothing to do with God's desire, but everything to do with their honor. They didn't put any respect on his name. And remember, that's a euphemism for honor. They didn't fear him. They didn't reverence him, which is why Romans 13, 7 says, render therefore to all their due. Say, God is due honor. See, whether you are Christian or not, he's due honor. You do understand that the only reason that the earth has not uh, gone out of its uh, circulation and out of its now uh, 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 orbital sphere is because God put it in motion. You do understand that the reason you got up today is because God chose to wake you up. You do understand. Y'all not saying nothing. You do understand that the reason the sun got up is because God says, do it again. You do understand when the moon comes up, it's because he'll say, do it again. You do understand that the reason there's breath in your body is he said, give him another chance. Give him, give him one more chance. You do understand that it is God, but see, that's the problem. You got a little something and you think it's you, but I think there's some people in here that ain't too proud to say, it's God, baby, everything going good in my life is because of God. Somebody holler, God's doing it. Render therefore to all their due. See, he's due honor. Say, he's due honor. Render to all their due. Taxes to whom taxes are due. Amen. Customs to whom customs. What does that mean? 
But see, watch this, because here's the thing. Customs, which means some folk house, you go to the house, the custom is take your shoes off. But when you're a person of dishonor, you're walking, I ain't taking my shoes off. Well, then stand here. You ain't coming in here. You stand right here over here. You ain't walking in here getting all that. See, the reason you don't care about the, uh, the custom here. It, well, oh, y'all, like I said, I wish I had. The reason you don't care about the custom here is because you don't pay the carpet cleaning bill here. And so because you have, watch this, because you've begun to disqualify, you've justified your dishonor. Y'all not saying nothing. You got to be careful when you let people in your space that watch this disrespect your custom. You, you letting them call you on Wednesday night to miss church. You letting them call you on Sunday to miss church. You letting them pull you away from what you know you need to do to honor God. God says, listen, they're putting disrespect on your custom. Watch this. Honor to whom honor, taxes to, or taxes to whom taxes, custom to custom, fear or reverence to whom reverence, honor to whom honor. Say reverence. That's why, that's why they, they would call, they call men of God. So my title isn't bishop. Uh, th that's my office. My title is, watch this, the most reverend doctor. Now, I'm not saying that for any kind of thing other than to make this point. Th th there's a reason they use the term reverend. Say reverend. reverend. Now you got to say it like you're sanctified. You can't really say it the right way. Say reverend. Okay, watch this. It meant, it meant, watch this. It meant that because of who he is, he's due honor. He's due. He ain't got to do nothing for me. Because of who he is, he's due honor. That's why it was such an assault at our president when they didn't think they had to honor him because they didn't agree with him. And so they said, he's not due honor, but because of the office he walks in, he's due honor. I'm talking about the incumbent. Uh, amen. Uh, hallelujah. Honor to him, honor. Watch this. Uh, touch the neighbor and say, put some respect on his name. Malachi 1.6, I got to finish this. A son honors his father, a servant his master. Watch what God says. If I'm your daddy, where am I honor at? See, in our culture, we're used, watch this. Can I just talk real for 10 seconds? We're used to only using fathers when we need something. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing. So, so we now treat him based on our cultural system and our cultural breakdown and our cultural dysfunction. So God says, a son honoring his father, a servant his master. If I'm your daddy, where's the respect on my name? You want me when you need a blessing. You want me when you need to get out of a mess. You want me when you need out of debt. You want me when you want me to change the doctor's report. You want me when you need something. But where are you at? Janet said it like this. What have you done for me lately? I know what you want me to do for you. What you done for Y'all ain't saying nothing. Verse. Where is my honor? If I'm a master, where's my reverence? Where's the respect on my name? Says the Lord of hosts. Now notice, Lord of hosts is the, is the phraseology for God that means the God of angel armies, the Lord that goes to war. So God says, I'm getting kind of ticked. He, he says, to you priests who despise my name. What did he say? Ain't no respect on my name. You, you're missing it, church. And you and watch this, and watch what God does. I love Malachi because God does the back and forth. He's like, I know what you're thinking. You're like, well, how haven't I put respect on your name? That's what he says. In what way have we not despised your name? Watch this. Honor, can, can I give you some examples? All right, and I got to finish this. Honor predecides how you will respond. And the decision to be a person of honor is a predecision uh, to respond different ways. Watch this. Say, I'm a person of honor. 
When you're a person of honor, there's certain things you've decided I won't respond that way. See, when you honor God, there are certain things that are non-negotiables. What it says, to honor God is to dislike what God dislikes. To honor God is to avoid evil even if it looks good because you fear him. To honor God isn't to be perfect, but it's to be faithful to the five T's. Does he get your time, your church attendance? Does he get your talent, your serving in church? Does he get your testimony, inviting people to church? Does he get your uh, your thirst, which is your prayer, praise, and worship? And does he get your treasure, your tithes, offerings, and first fruits? See, God says, if you're not honoring me with these things, you need to put some respect on my name. Because the only thing blocking you from breakthrough is your theme quiet church your future is determined I gotta wrap it up by who or what you honor and sadly most of us honor folk that don't have power you sitting up here honoring deadbeats you sitting up here honoring folk that can't get nothing done you sitting up here honoring the dishonorable and you're wondering why you keep going in circles is because you misplaced your honor but today I think there's some people in this place that say from this moment forward wherever I need to put some respect on his name I'm going to do it somebody say put some respect on his name Bishop how do you know you're honoring other people versus God because you adapt to them before you adapt to God adaptation is the proof of honor and sadly, in our culture, dishonor, irreverence uh, are part of our culture today. And most people have never been taught to honor anything or anyone, so they walk around in a place called misery, wondering why they can't seem to get anywhere. And if the theme of your life is dishonor, you'll be your own destruction. Satan won't need to get involved. Bishop Foreman, what are you talking about? See, dishonor, say dishonor. Dishonor was so egregious to God that when Hasetam, the Satan in Scripture, the enemy, that when God said, honor Adam, see, because see, you got to get the serious resistance because see, you think he was trying to be like God. That's not the issue. He had a problem with us. Okay, you, know, you got to get the serious. Watch this, watch this. God said, you're going to honor Adam. At Adam's words, watch this, hearken to his words just as if it's me. Why well, I got to do that? God says, come again? Because I, watch this parents, because I said so. It's quiet, church. Touch your neighbor say, because he said so. Okay, watch this, watch this. So Satan said, I'm not going to do it. And God said, oh, you're not. Well, you're going to get... What Sunday is this? You're going to get the heck out of here. Say he got kicked out because dishonor must be dismissed. Now, watch this, but, but here's the danger of dishonor. It didn't just affect him, it's poison. P -p 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 poison. Okay, watch this. I'm out of time. Say it's poison. Because not only did Satan get kicked out, he influenced one third of the angels. Which means, let me encourage somebody, don't be upset if people can get other people to turn against you. They did it to God. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. If people could be convinced to turn against God, don't be shocked if they can be convinced to turn against you. Say, put some respect on his name. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. If the theme of your life is dishonor, you'll be your own destruction. Judas and John had the same apostle, same bishop, same spiritual father, same Jesus, same God, same teacher. One didn't honor him and that became his destruction. One did, that became his promotion. Notice they had the same thing, but one benefited from it because they had a different theme. 
You missed it. They had the same thing, Jesus, but one benefited from it because John had a different theme. And because John had a different theme, John is given a greater revelation than the other. Judas becomes nothing more than a suicidal loser who dies in a valley because he didn't know how to honor. You missed the principle. But this is what he's saying about suicide. No, I'm not taking that lightly. Here's the point I want you to make. He took himself out because he didn't know how to honor he didn't need the devil he had himself but i tell you to look at your neighbor and say i'm a person of honor i bet you judas was probably part of the in crown for dishonoring jesus but i wonder if it was worth the price he had to pay at the end of his life which brings me to the third and final point and i gotta quit here because i got less than 60 seconds when you put some respect on his name he'll put some on yours First Samuel 2.30, therefore the Lord God of Israel says, I said indeed before you that your house and the house of your father will walk before me forever. But now the Lord says, far be it from me for those who honor me, I will what? Honor. Watch this. That word honor in the Hebrew language of our Old Testament is the word kabod. It means to make weighty, which means, watch this, God says, I make you abound with more. I will, uh, watch this, I will glorify you. I'll make you great. I'll develop you. I'll make you heavy. I'll bring you into something. You'll come to something. Uh, watch this. You'll be noble. You'll prevail. You'll be promoted. You'll be rich. All of that from the word, I'll honor you. Say, when I respect him, he respects me. When I honor God, God honors me. Now, there's several promises. You can look them up. Uh, Proverbs 10, 27, long life. Proverbs 14, 27. I know I'm going fast. We're not flipping there. You got to write it down. Proverbs 14, 27, escape from destruction. Proverbs 14, 26, generational security. When you're a person of honor, you ain't got to worry about your children. Because you'll train them up in the way they should go. And they might look like they're veering for a little while, but they're going to come right back around there. Tell your neighbor, say, I'm a person of honor. Psalm 34, 7, when you're a person of honor, angels encamp around you and they protect you. Proverbs 22, 4, it brings you wealth. It brings you honor. It brings you life. Say, honor does that. When you put respect on his name, he puts respect on your name. Question, touch your neighbor, say, have you been doing it though? This one principle is the missing link to what you're trying to accomplish in life you keep thinking i just need god what am i supposed to do and god says listen it's not that you, there's this thing specifically that you just say god should i do this should i go to the left should i go to the right should i move to the this should i do that should i move over here should i do that and god says no put some respect on my name Amen. and when you put some respect on my name i'm gonna honor you in such a way you thought they was talking about you God says, by the time I finish putting some respect back on you, you might as well just get used to it. Touch your neighbor and say, you might as well get used to it. Say, because God's about to blow your mind as a result of your honor. I need somebody, anybody, everybody to just give him praise if you believe he's going. Say, I'm a person of honor, so it honors me. Here's the principle. I'm done. Here's the challenge for the week for this message. Change the things around you by changing the theme in you to honor. You want your finance to change? Become a person of honor. Put him first in your finances. You want your marriage to change? Be a person of honor. Stop trying to tear down who you say is on your team. You want your children to honor you? Honor your boss. Oh, it got quiet there. Honor your pastor. Oh, got super quiet there. Honor your leader. When I'm a person of honor, he'll make sure I'm honored. Today.
Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.